Welcome to the In Common Podcast. This is Hatley Post. I am a current junior at Dartmouth College studying environmental studies, and I will be creating the Insight episodes for the In Common Podcast. This Insight episode comes from full episode two with Dr. Emma McKinley. Emma is a research fellow at Cardiff University and co-founder of the Marine Social Science Network. Stefan and Michael spoke with Emma about the creation of the Marine Social Science Network, an interdisciplinary and international network working to bring together stakeholders from across the marine and coastal sectors. In this clip, Emma discusses the different growing pains of creating the network and working to facilitate greater interdisciplinary work. This is the In Common Podcast. Well, let's, um, let's transition over to the Marine Social Science Network. What is the Marine Social Science Network? Great question. Um, so the Marine Social Sciences Network is a international interdisciplinary network of researchers and practitioners working within or interested in marine social sciences. It's really, really broad. Um, it's it's very early days. We've been, um, it kind of started off with a um, initial scoping meeting last January, so January 2018 um, in London. Um, that came about because of just some conversations I'd had with with different people about, I guess, the feeling that the research community in the UK felt quite fragmented um, and that there was perhaps a need for a platform or a space for those working within marine social sciences. Um, so we tied it onto a large annual conference that happens in January every year, the Coastal Futures Conference. Um, and they've supported us um, to do to run that event, which is fantastic. And we um, we held it at the Royal Geographical Society and we had 35 different rep, um, different attendees and they represented a real mix of, of um, stakeholders and, and, and actors, I guess. So we had um, consultants, we had people from government, we had, and, and across the four, um, or we at least tried to get representation from across the four devolved administrations in the UK, so that it wasn't just very England-focused, that we were taking account of the needs of all four countries, um, which obviously always adds a bit of complexity for us. Um, and we had um, NGOs, research um, academics, obviously, um, charities, and then a couple of international organisations as well. And, and the focus of the meeting really was first to think about how marine social sciences or how social sciences more broadly could be used to support marine and coastal management and policy making within the UK. And then the secondary question, which actually ended up really being the focus of the of the, the session, was whether or not there was a space and, and a demand for a marine social sciences network and whether it would be something that would be of benefit to the wider research community. Um, and there was really an over um, overwhelming sense of it being a yes, that actually there was a real demand and a call for that. Um, but we had um, representatives from the Future Earth Coasts programme when they were based in Cork, so Martin Letizier when he was based in Cork. Um, he was involved in discussions. He couldn't make the meeting, but he was involved. And we had um, Tim Aycott from the Greenwich Maritime Centre and then Steve Fletcher, who was at the um, UN Environment World Conservation Monitoring Centre. So three kind of outward facing, international facing organisations really. And um, to keep them involved, we really, not, not just to keep them involved, but we, you know, they kind of raised the question was, is a UK network the way to go? Because um, obviously just because you're based at a UK institution, it doesn't mean you'll be working 
within the UK, you might be working somewhere very, very different. Um, and so it kind of went from there. We, we set up um, and really set up initially as an online community. And the interest and the momentum that that created just by setting up a Twitter profile and getting a website up and running has been immense. So we now have over 1,200 people engaging with us over Twitter. Um, we have over 250 signed wow. up for our newsletter. Yeah, and it, it's been really amazing. I, I mean, we've run um, we've run a couple of workshops since the initial one. We were, I ran a couple of workshops um, over the summer last year, one in Malaysia at the International Marine Conservation Congress, um, and then one at the Greenwich Maritime Centre Conference, Society in the Sea, um, in September, where the, the network was launched. And, and I guess kind of coming back to the idea of a bottom-up approach, I really felt like, yes, there is a space for this, but I don't want to be the one that, tells the community what what they need i really wanted it to be something that was driven by the needs of the community and, and wanted to make sure that those voices were heard so we ran as i said ran those workshops and um, to try and give us a feel for some things that we could do in the future and what might be you know what what the network could provide the community um i guess that will depend on you know it will vary um in time and space i guess a little bit um, but some of the things that have been suggested have been things like that um, kind of directory of, or glossary of, of terminology that might be helpful to support collaboration and, and interdisciplinarity. Um, having a directory of experts is something that has really, really been pushed for and we're just at the process of starting to look at funding to support that through the network so that the, the network can become a place where you know people who want to work within marine social sciences or want to look for collaborators can can come to us and, and search for people working in particular countries, working in particular areas of research on particular topics, using particular methods. And hopefully it'll be something that is quite um, kind of self-fulfilling in, in a way. I, I, I think at the moment we're very, um, I guess quite in, in, an informal network and our main objective is communication and creating a sense of community and I think we've achieved that and are achieving the communication side um, but I think there is more that we can do around increasing capacity and supporting collaboration and that's what we'll look at doing over the next 12 months or so and um, yeah I think that's definitely the next steps. Cool well I definitely have to applaud you guys it's uh, it's been amazing to see how fast the network has grown and how you, how you and the others have, have developed that in, in such a short time frame, in only a year, and you have such a big following so far. Um, Thanks, yeah, it's been great, the the momentum. Like, I think I set the Twitter, I don't even think it's been a year since I set up the Twitter um, right. page, and it's, like, it went up, I was I was almost a bit offended that they had more followers than me at one point, and I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's no, hang on a second. Um, so it's, um, it, and it went up really, really quickly. So I think um, that just speaks to the huge level of interest in these areas of research and practice as well. And I think that's really important to mention is that we're not we're not setting ourselves out to be an academic network necessarily, and we mm. really want to recognise the the valuable work that's being done at community level within coastal partnerships, within um, charities, within NGOs. You know, they're doing some great research, but also applying it on the ground. I think it's really important that we don't miss that. So we're hoping that the aim is that the network is is really inclusive, um, and you know also engaging with um, maybe 
I guess being really taking into disciplinarity, but really quite seriously and, and thinking that we're, you know, there are natural scientists that have contacted me and said, you know, am I allowed to, to sign up to the newsletter? Like, of course, we want to, you know, that's kind of part of the point is to raise the profile of what we do, but also if we can help raise um, capacity or increase capacity, but also look at opportunities for collaboration, that's great. Um, but also looking to engage more with arts and humanities um, and maybe some of the disciplines that maybe are a little bit outside the more traditional social sciences as well and looking at ways that we can all work together. So yeah, well, I know that the, the, the network and, and the newsletter and the Twitter feed has all been really useful for me personally. And one of the things that you mentioned in there was uh, this idea that you wanted to develop the idea for the for the network from the bottom up, you know, you you and a few group a few others kind of started the idea for the platform uh, and the network, but that you wanted to kind of release it into the into the wild and, and see where the demand is really coming from to have such a network. Um, what has been some of the challenges that you face for that? And because you know, marine social sciences and social science in general is it's also a hugely broad field of people coming together. Uh, there's many different types of social scientists, and you know, has there been any kind of what has been that has that process been like to to develop the vision for the field collectively? Yeah, I mean, I guess at the moment we're still we are quite open, and I think we probably haven't maybe nailed down exactly what our vision for marine social sciences is, and I think that's been quite um, conscious. You know, we, we've not wanted to do that, and um, because I think everybody is everybody who I've or most people who I've spoken to have been quite open and welcoming of the idea of it being quite a, um, a mixed and interdisciplinary group. We have definitely faced um, some, not pushback, but some questions about maybe moving away from strict social sciences. Um, but I think that represents, you know, I think we need to move away from it just being strict social sciences because that that's representing the community of people working within marine social sciences and working within that space. Um, and I, one of the things I, I didn't want to happen was that we just created yet another silo and yet another group of people that aren't right. necessarily talking to each other. And we were really at risk of doing that. Um, so I think that was something that came out quite strongly was that in the actually in all of the workshops really was that you know, they didn't we didn't want to work in isolation again it, it it the whole point was that it was about creating opportunity for collaboration that's not but it's not to say that there's not been a little bit of um just a few questions raised about that and i think it's something we definitely need to um, make sure we continue to respect um around the the more um yeah the more traditional interpretations of social sciences um in terms of there being a really mixed bag yeah we, i mean it's going to be really challenging going going forward to be everything to everyone um and at the moment a lot of the the activity is driven by me um and i can only engage with so many things so that's something that we're looking to do at the moment is could kind of expand the committee so that we can try and take account of some more of that mixed and um, those mixed audiences and make sure they're represented a bit more um but it, it it's quite an organic entity at the moment and i think that will become a little bit more structured over time but the the fluidity is working really really well just now and i think especially when we're just starting out we want to keep that momentum going and keep that goodwill i guess going that i think that fluidity is is definitely a benefit
Thanks for tuning in. The In Common Podcast is a partner project of the International Association for the Study of the Commons and the International Journal of the Commons. To explore more episodes of the podcast, as well as our blog, visit our website at www.incommonpodcast.org. Here you will also find a list of the members of our recently expanded team, as well as a link to our Patreon page, where you can make a small donation to help us cover our operating costs. You can also follow us on Twitter at InCommonPod. Thanks again.